0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter.
0: What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday, Takes on Takes edition of the show. Really excited to get into responding to some interesting takes that were given to us on Twitter.com this week. As a reminder, if you have takes that you want us to respond to, you don't have to wait. Just hashtag us with that takes on takes hashtag and we will make sure that we put them in the bank to get into on a Tuesday episode of the draft dudes which we're going to do right now and here to join me is Kyle Krabs as always how are you doing sir Uh,
1: I'm doing good most notably because Joe a little bit of behind the scenes for everybody listening yesterday was the best day ever in the history of the draft network ah
0: it's a good day We had
1: more visitations to the website yesterday than any other day in the history of the website. And you know what that means? It's draft season. Oh, yeah. And it's always draft season for us. But now it's starting to be draft season for (laughs) casuals. The guys who thought their teams, the guys and gals who thought their teams were going to be making the playoffs. That have that cold, unsettling realization that it's not going to happen this year (laughs) and here we are and uh also exciting for me because we've started to update some of the scouting reports that we're putting up on the draft network uh to be a little bit more reflective of the thoroughness of the film study work that we are doing it's a great product highly recommend you guys go check it out it's my shameless plug right here in the intro of takes on takes tuesday
0: yeah i'm you know what i'm looking forward to kyle uh, next Monday when your no. mock draft, what no, is it? My, Mo- You have, is it 3.0 for you? 3.0. Okay. So 3.0, my Kyle Krabs mock draft Monday, 3.0. And we're going to break a new record that day. So this, this so? day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right Kyle.
1: now, right now, John holds the record.
0: John holds the record, but we're going to count on the loyal listeners of the draft dudes podcast to read Kyle's mock draft and not just read it next Monday. Share it and quote tweet it comment on it and get this thing buzzing because we can't have john ledger carrying the record for the most read mock draft in 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 tdn history so help us help us change that narrative let that only last a week you know this he he can sit on his throne for a week and then we need to move on next week with kyle's uh mock draft which i look forward uh to reading and seeing how you're going to help the buffalo bills
1: i'm gonna give him a quarterback
0: well, that will that will get you plenty of views. <laughs> that so give me some reads. Yeah, that's yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> what actually it takes, doing man? I promise.
1: I promise.
0: <laughs> Shall we, Kyle? Takes on takes.
1: Yeah, it's tot tot Tuesday. So we yeah. got. Uh, I think we got ten takes mm-hmm. this week. So we got our hands full. We're not going to waste any time digging in. I wanted to avoid this take, so I'm going to give it to you first. Oh, you know,
0: those are the just, ones I usually give to you, so. Yeah, I know. No, yeah. Well,
1: no it's, it, there's a personal connection here that I just, I'm not qualified to speak on it. Oh,
0: is it Mike's? Okay, I'm no, ready. it's not
1: Mike's. It's okay,
0: not Mike's. okay. It's
1: Zach's. Zach Dietz, at Real Z <laughs> Vance Joseph is currently the worst coach in the NFL and didn't deserve a head coach job in the first place. If you guys follow this show or have followed this show for any length of time, Joe and I have a running bet centered around the Broncos and the Bengals. Who has more wins this year? Well, the Broncos, I believe, have three wins, and the Bengals have five, although A.J. Green's going to miss the next two weeks at minimum with toe surgery. Joe, are you nervous? Uh,
0: no, no, because I think Tyler Boyd's really emerging.
1: Okay, well, there you go. So Vance Joseph came out. Uh, yesterday and said, I don't have a problem with the play, the way that we're coaching. I don't have a problem with the way the players are playing. Well, Vance, you keep losing games, bro. Like I have a problem with the way you're coaching because you're losing me this bet, which is why I can't take (laughs) this take. You have to take it, Joe.
0: Gladly, um, and, and now that Hugh Jackson is no longer an NFL head coach, Vance Joseph, welcome to the uh, the label of being the worst head coach in the NFL. And I will say that this was a very uninspiring hire from the get go. I, I, Dolphins defensive coordinator. I remember at the time getting on the phone with you and be like, "Hey man, like, <laughs> were we ever really thinking about Vance Joseph as a head coach?" And then he got hired to replace Gary Kubiak, and it, it continues to bring into question. The ability of John Elway to really assemble a roster, and of course, pick his his head coach. Um, and uh, I think it's it's very very questionable, very questionable hire from from the get go. And uh, and it certainly is not playing out well on the field. Kyle, I think this is a good true take. Vance Joseph, worst head coach in the NFL. Uh, the Dol-
1: the Dolphins gave up three hundred and eighty points, which is almost twenty four points a game, which was eighteenth in the NFL the year. That Vance was the defensive quarterback there and got the head coaching job.
0: Sign him up. Sign him up. Uh, this next take, the first take I'm going to give you, Kyle, comes from at the Joe Marino on Twitter. Oh, Joe Oh, I know yeah. that guy. Yep. He's he tough. says, He says, uh, Kyle, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish find a way to lose one of their next three games and not finish the season undefeated.
1: Oh, my producer's got to get their schedule up.
0: Hold it's on. already up. It's up. It's up. I got it. Next week, Saturday, Florida State. Hosting Florida State.
1: Well, they ain't losing that game. 7 30 p.m. Sucks. NBC.
0: Okay. So they get the W there. The following week, November 17th, they host the Syracuse Orange. They. That's the one, right? That's the one. Yeah. You giving the L?
1: Syracuse has, has tried their best to ruin a couple people's seasons
0: the last couple of mm-hmm, weeks. Mm-hmm. And the Orange, I like it. So you're with me. They They fall to the Orange on November 17th. Yeah, I think they do. All right, well, the other – so all you need is – USC, they, they travel to USC to close no, the they're season. Gonna,
1: they're going to trash USC. USC okay, is so that – uh,
0: so you're saying 2-1 and one to close the year. They're lost to Syracuse, so they enter out, Kyle. They're out. Okay, all when right. You
1: lose Syracuse at home in November, you're out.
0: It's so so you last don't have chance. Com- you, don't have
1: a, you don't have a conference championship
0: game. No, and that's the thing. That's, that's just – and look, man, well, look, five-point win over Pitt – Eight point win over Ball State.
1: You, and you it's, it's gonna it's gonna really suck when Michigan runs the table and wins the Big Twelve or the Big Ten with one loss, which was week one, to Notre Dame. Both schools have one loss and the committee takes uh, Michigan.
0: I you know I've already done it. I've already put in Michigan over Notre Dame. It's already happened on my board. Cool. They're four and Notre Dame's five.
1: I think if they play a game again, again oh. you get the end result you would expect.
0: Yes. What yes. you were
1: expecting the first time. Yep. Which is not a Notre Dame victory. No. All right. Let's see. We get a take here from – yeah, I have to give you Mike's too. Yep. Mike Spencer gave us a take. <laughs> I'm also not qualified to speak on this one. Alcrap has <laughs> the most swag of the Draft Network bunch. Hashtag takes on takes. Trevor has the least. I'm not going to say anything from here on out. This is, this is your boat to sail.
0: Okay. I'm going to say no, that you do not have the most swag. I thought you did. I thought you did until this weekend when, well, I I had some some. T- I know where I have, you're going and okay. this
1: is trash. No, this, what you're the, doing right now is trash. The,
0: the truth is. I have the least swag, right? That's not even close. I am it's not pretty, even debatable. Yeah, yeah, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole, right? So that barely makes me qualified to answer this question, but it makes me I have I, there's no other person that can answer it on this show besides me. All right, so does Kyle Crab have the most swag? Well, I was uh fianceless for a couple days as she was in a wedding this weekend. And Kyle got me out of one thing here. I needed to make sure that my tie matched the rest of my suit. And, and I, I did a good job. Kyle confirmed it. His fiance confirmed it at the wedding. We did well. All right. So then on Sunday, I had to go make a grocery store run. All right. So I had to go get some groceries and I needed to get dressed quick. And I had been seeing people wearing white ankle high socks, not with ankle
1: high tube socks.
0: No, they weren't. What are you talking? Check the picture. It's ankle high white socks. Ankle high? Yes, well, I don't know, a little bit higher between the ankle and the calf. I don't know what that's called. Socks, white socks, okay? And with like a black pair of sandals, like with an Under Armour logo, that's not like a thong sandal, but like where it goes over your top of your foot. And I understand understanding this is a fashionable thing, and I confirmed that this week with some high schoolers that have some swag that I know. All right, at a right. Halloween, at a Halloween get together, and I have seen people doing. Says, "Hey, is this in, man?" When I was in high school, you didn't do that, and they're like, "That, you no, know, that is definitely in." Fiance confirmed it on Sunday, and then I tested you, Kyle. I already knew the answer. I asked the question that I knew the answer, and I sent it to you, and you said that that was not in style.
1: That is not in.
0: So I can't trust your swag ability anymore.
1: Listen, white socks in general are about the least swaggy thing you can possibly wear. If they were like. <laughs> I got like Rocco's Modern Life socks. I got SpongeBob socks. You could wear some of those with and maybe f- have it with, with the, sandals. the sandals. With the wow. sandals. You'd have a more of a leg to stand on than doing plain white halfway between tube sock and ankle sock. They're hybrid socks and black sandals. Doesn't do it for me.
0: But is it in? I mean, maybe it's not your taste, but I think it's I think it's an in thing. I don't I'm convinced. Sandals Anyways, and co-
1: socks is. Mm.
0: I know it's not something. It, I felt weird doing it, and it, it was uncomfortable. My feet were sliding within the sandals. I won't do it again for that reason. But I think it's actually something that people do right now, and I did it. Yeah. I did. I went to the grocery store with that look. Connor's got the most swag because of that. I thought Kyle. I thought it was you. I Thought I could trust you. you let me down.
1: Give me a take. All
0: right. all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, this comes from Bucks Fan at Tampa underscore buck Fan. Jason Licht is a bottom five NFL GM.
2: Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling Grundle Bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. why I am thankful for the crop preserver and crop reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs, And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. Twenty percent off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com.
1: It's a
0: tough take. I like
1: some of the I like some of the personnel decisions that they've made in Tampa. Like some of the picks and the players that they've made with their early draft selections. Um I really think Jameis imploding it was kind of out of their that that's hard to predict, right? That Jameis is gonna implode the way that he did, and now you got yeah. Fitzpatrick, and I like their weapons that they have there in the passing game specifically. Uh they have failed. To really overhaul the pass rush. I would say Jason Light is probably a bottom half of the league. I don't think he's t- bottom five, though. That's a bit rich for me. Do you have any any input here? Yeah, I
0: I'm I think so. I think I mean I'm what I'm not super bottom impressed. Five? I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's done anything spectacular. Um, I don't necessarily love the way he he addressed the defense this offseason. Um, yeah, but is that hindsight? Is that the gift of hindsight? Of course it is. Of course it is, but that's what you're judged on, right? Like how that all comes together. I mean, sure. Uh, I mean, we've, we've got some insight into some of his stuff. I mean, that Derwin James thing, the Vita, trading back, getting Vita Vea, like he couldn't, he would have been a hero if he would have traded back and got Derwin in those two top 50 picks. Yeah. But he traded back and got Vita Vea. Like, what? I don't know. Committed to Jameis? Jameis? I think you had to give Jameis this year, obviously, but I don't know, man. I,
1: I think... Alright, I'll, I'll amend it. If if Jason's there next year and they've committed to Jameis for... If Jason's there next year and they commit to Jameis for another season, then yes, he's bottom five. All right. How's that? We'll see. I'll meet you in the middle. Alright. If you're a Bucs fan, or if you're a fan of any of the other 31 NFL franchises, or maybe you like basketball, or maybe you like concerts, regardless what it is you're into, we got a great deal here for you on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I want to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors of today's show, Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Joe, I have a confession to make mm-hmm. to you, right? I'm going up to Boston this weekend, credentialed for Boston College <laughs> at Clemson. Yeah. And I'm bringing my, my lady with me, right? Well, the plan was we were going to go up on Friday, and then during the game on Saturday – I was going to go to the game, sit up in the box. She was going to explore Boston by herself. Well, Joe, guess what? College game days come to town. <laughs> and you know what happens when college games, game day comes to town? Primetime. They put you in primetime. So now I have the proposition of going to the game and having my beautiful, significant other wandering around the city of Boston by herself between the hours of 7 p.m. and midnight. Not a great idea. So I actually had to tap into Vivid Seats and get tickets for this game oh. that I already have a credential to. <laughs> so I'm going to go credentialed, and I'm going to run up to the box and you know make the rounds and chat around. But then I'm going to go sit in the cold with my fiancé to watch the game itself, in which I already had a free pass to sit up in the air-conditioned press box. Heated heated. Vivid Seats talks about events and experiences that will last a lifetime. This is something I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. Because I had to transition into sitting in the crowd. But you know what? It's all good because Vivid Seats hooked me up and they can hook you up too. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy, easy purchasing experience with the podcast code locked on. Listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if they are first-time customers of Vivid Seats. So go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app and enter promo code LOCKED ON to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So as we take a break and come back for more takes, I want you guys to do the math. And if Vivid Seats hooked me up with, these, with this great deal... You can do the math on how much money I had to spend to buy two tickets for a game <laughs> that I already had a free pass to go sit in the press box with. We'll be right back after this break. All right, Jill. You're not a math major, but you figured this riddle out, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. How many dollars did I spend on, on tickets to a game I had a free press box pass to? Uh,
0: too much. Too uh, much. But over 200 right? Over 200 because wow. I got
1: that $20 off. So thanks to Vivid Seats. Thank you. Bless Vivid him. Seats. Bless them, Cal. Him. Bless him. To, to quote the great Jarvis Landry, bless him. And to quote the great David Bullen. Yes. A take for you, Joe. Alabama could beat half the NFL teams currently.
0: Nope. None. They couldn't beat any of them currently. None. They couldn't could compete. Couldn't come on. We deal with this every year, and now it's my turn to have my team as the the, punchline.
1: They have the worst offense in the history of the NFL,
0: and they would still beat the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, you're crazy!
1: Alabama in the last 10 years can field an entire starting roster of just their first rounders of alumni,
0: and they have no NFL players right now, not one.
1: Buffalo Bills
0: have 53.
1: They have probably eighty future first or eighty future NFL players on that right. roster. They
0: don't have them right now. B- Bills would beat them fifty to nothing.
1: That's not true. Yep. Let's do the poll.
0: the po- The poll's bad because people want to pounce. Because on... people agree with me. Because no, because they don't right. agree with you based on sound logical reasoning. They were going to agree with you because it's fun to. Bash on the Bills. It's the it's trendy. There's like a, there's there's like no prize handed out if you can come up with the best joke about how bad the Bills' offense is. They suck. Everybody gets it.
1: I mean, I just take enjoyment out of it.
0: Um, I prize. I don't know. Tim Graham. If anyone uh, <laughs> follows Tim Graham, read the article he wrote today. Gives you a lot of perspective. Very good stuff. Okay. No, they wouldn't beat the Bills. Half, he said half the NFL,
1: Kyle. Yeah, David was a little strong with half. I don't. I. I think they <clears> could beat <throat> one, but that's it. All right. Give me take, Joe.
0: Ah, I can see we got five left here. All right, this count. is it's coming from Bo, Mad Bengals fan. <laughs> He just engraves it into his Twitter handle. I like it. I yeah, respect yeah. it, Bo. Uh, Joe Mixon is a top 10 running back and will only continue to climb the rankings as he adjusts to NFL defenses and gets a better offensive line in front of him.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, because Joe Mixon was my RB1 from the 2017 NFL draft. He's got great talent. And uh, he's he's a three-down player. He can beat you with speed. He can beat you with wiggle. He can beat you with power. <laughs> I totally agree 100% with that take. Joshua, take for you, Joe. We're letting these things fly right now. (laughs) And This this is actually low-key savage because Josh added the Browns with this take. (laughs) He told the Browns in the take that they need to do it. At Browns, should give the ball to Duke Johnson on every play. Hashtag takes on takes.
0: That's a rich, man. Uh, Well, so it's interesting. Get this, Kyle. Get this. On Sunday, the Cleveland Browns gave more carries to Brashad Perryman. I kid you not. Than Duke Johnson. Yeah, but how many catches? catches? Did Duke have? I'm talking about handoffs. So right now, this is my handoffs. And I think that's amazing in and of itself. Brashad Perryman got more Carries than Duke I? Johnson. Two. He had double. One. One for what? Duke Johnson. He had two? He had two carries.
1: Well, I guess I guess the whole thing with Brashad is if you're going to get the ball in his hands, you have to hand it to him because he can't catch shit.
0: Brashad, Perryman, Errol Patterson, and Ty Montgomery are NFL running backs. This is tremendous. No, Duke got nine catches for 78 yards, two touchdowns, I and mean, he had a great game. Yeah, um, they,
1: they, they had to throw him the ball. They couldn't throw the ball to Brashad.
0: <laughs> Brashad caught two passes on six targets, Kyle. Yeah. All right, so obviously, his
1: face mask,
0: yeah, maybe may did. Obviously, this is rich. Uh, you know, you're not going to give the ball to any player on every play, but in if the spirit of this is to get Duke Johnson more involved, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, you've gotten Carlos Hyde out of the mix now, and so a, a true backfield of Chubb and Johnson uh, can really be a dynamic pairing. And so, yeah, I'm all about getting more touches. But I'll, every play, come on, that's that's wild. That is wild. Uh, I want to give this one to you because I've addressed this, and I want to know what you think about it. This comes from John Limbarakis. John Limbarakis, at John Limbarakis. Georgia won't beat Bama because Georgia is too conservative on offense. They have the receiving talent, running back wide receiver, tight end, but through play calling and Fromm's limitations, they won't open it up. They don't have the offense to hang with Bama. Takes on takes, Kyle. What do we think here?
1: I agree. I think um – I think there's a lot of teams across college football that if they were stylistically a little different, they had little tweaks here and there, they could be much more dynamic. I know Ben's Ben Solak of the draft network is, is really big on like Stanford would be a top 10 offense in college football if they changed their philosophies. I think you look at Georgia and the way that they play the game and a uh, little bit, they play it tight to the vest, right? Where it's like, they play how Alabama used to play.
0: Yeah, Does that makes sense. Yep, it's good. Where,
1: I mean, where, where they have all these these really gifted athletes, and these guys get out of that that structure and they go somewhere else, and all of a sudden they thrive. And it's like, well, gee whiz, why couldn't they do this in college? It's Bill. It's because of the the culture and the style of play that they play. And you're not going to out Bama, Bama. You know, it's a saying we've said for several years, and uh, the teams that have beaten Bama are teams. That spread the field, spread you out, and they make Alabama run. And uh, Georgia simply doesn't do that. And for those reasons, I, I agree with this take from John. We have a take from Chaz. The five worst starting quarterback positions in the league, excluding the Bills, are the Cowboys, the Titans, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Bucks. Hashtag takes all it takes.
0: Yeah, without spending the time to really navigate through this um, and and look at all thirty-two, I'd say that these are the right teams. These, these come to mind. Uh, I don't know how the Broncos aren't in there. So,
1: who are you kicking out? Cowboys or Titans? Because the Jags, Dolphins, and Bucks belong.
0: Um, I, I guess the Cowboys. I think Cowboys have a better situation. I I bounce out the Cowboys and definitely put the Broncos in there. I don't know how the Giants aren't in here. So this is a bad take. Sorry, Chaz. Oh, I like yeah, the spirit of what you're doing, but I thought of two teams off the top of my head, like real quick, that deserve to be in this conversation. Yeah, so, if,
1: you, if you put if you put Broncos and Giants in for Cowboys Titans, I think it's a much more accurate. Team.
0: Yeah. But not discrediting that the Cowboys and Titans have very serious concerns. But uh, we've got – I mean realistically right there, we've got seven teams with <laughs>
1: – That's only like a quarter of the league. What
0: yeah. a no big deal. <laughs> and we, don't, we don't necessarily have seven qualified individuals to take their spot. Uh, Kyle, this is the last one. This is an interesting one. This comes from Michael Baum, and he's got a great Twitter handle. Assuming his name is Michael Baum, he has Mr. Bombastic – Come on now. That's that's a quality handle, Kyle. Um, he says Jeffrey Simmons and Derek Brown will go ahead of Quinn and Williams on draft day. Uh, and, and then to follow this up, he responded to this tweet and said, If this happens, at the Joe Marino has to do a British accent for an entire week. Oh, my pods. God. Yes. Can, so I feel very certain that this won't happen. So I think we have two things to address here. Number one, Jeffrey Simmons and Derek Brown going ahead of Quinn and Williams on draft day. And then the follow-up here with, with the British accent, me. What do we got?
1: I'm rooting for it for the sake of <laughs> you trying to do a British accent. Can you even do a British accent? I don't
0: know. I, I don't think I can. Um Come on, Mike. That was Australian, right? Like,
1: give I don't a know. If you're gonna
0: ask me to do it on the spot, I don't think it's gonna happen.
1: Come on, Joseph. <laughs> all
0: right. I got to do it, don't I? S-
1: a spot of tea.
0: <clears throat> all right. So, um, I'll read... chips. Okay, now you're getting better. You you've turned the corner. Um, man, this is gonna be bad. I'm just because I, I the challenge right now is thinking of what to say. I will read the tweet. All right, in so in my say, on the spot.
1: Um, Say you'll throw a shrimp on the barbie.
0: <laughs> That's why is you want me to say that? I'm,
1: I'm trying to get a, an out of context soundbite from you. That's all.
0: Okay. Well, what do you want me to do here?
1: Don't, don't say shrimp on the barbie.
0: All right. All right. So this is, I've never, I don't think I've ever tried a name a British accent. God, I don't know if I can do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you think we're going to get through a week of pods with me having to do this? It's not going to happen.
1: Oh, you better start practicing now,
0: now, Bubba. You better get one sentence out. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, well, what? um, uh, I can't do it. (laughs) Respond to the man's take, Kyle. Oh,
1: Lord. Uh, No, it won't happen, but I I pray to the football gods above that it does because I want to see Joe unravel. Would you agree to do that if it happened? Well, that's the thing is – do you what if you think there's less than a two percent chance of this happening, you have to agree to do it if it happens?
0: I, I don't think there's any chance of this happens. The bottom, but, the, but a week of pods say, so What if
1: you just had to do the intro? Say, What's better than this guy's being dudes at a British accent? Every okay, show for a week.
0: That's fine. I got it.
1: And what Done. better than this guy's being dudes?
0: That was perfect.
1: So, I know.
0: Well, everybody you know, should root know, for like, that to happen like, so they can hear mine
1: you know i'm like quarter english right
0: uh, okay <laughs> no i didn't know that and i didn't necessarily you know go. that mate okay
1: now scott has a take a bonus take for us joe oh, you've been avoiding okay. this man you have been have avoiding I? this man i don't even takes know what this on is takes about for podcast he sent in a dm because he knew you wouldn't respond to it
0: oh god i don't think takes i got this Takes on
1: takes for the podcast no he sent it to just me because okay. he knew you wouldn't respond Wow. Joe Marino is so scared of Calvin Ridley's rookie production <laughs> oh, that he geez. will not bet me for one measly falcon centric podcast. Your response, sir?
0: Okay, wait, wait. What's on the line? I don't think I knew what was on the line.
1: Well, th- this was the take from I believe two weeks ago, right? Where the bet was. And he
0: brought it back up in a DM to you. Yes, because That's he brought tremendous. it back up in our me-
1: he brought it up in our mentions, and you never responded. <laughs> in the middle of a Bills game. Yeah, well, the the bet in question was Calvin Ridley will score more, will have more receiving touchdowns this year than all Buffalo Bills wide receivers combined.
0: I thought it was double. Was it not double?
1: It was double. Isn't that what I said?
0: No, you said more. Uh, what does this man want if it happens?
1: We have to do a Falcon-centric podcast, or maybe a Fal- Let's do a Falcon-centric segment of a podcast.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what. If it happens, what's his name? Scott. Scott. All right, Randy. Scott. Scott. Scott's coming on the podcast with us. We'll talk Fal- We'll, we'll bring, talk Falcons we'll for 15, for 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Whatever he wants to get into, we'll do it. And um, now you let's go realize, ahead and get it scheduled, actually.
1: <laughs> Calvin Calvin early has seven touchdowns.
0: I, dude, I, the, Bills ain't, the Bills have scored one touchdown in the last 40 possessions, Kyle. Four, I know what's happening here. Like 4-0? Yes, Kyle. Yes. It, they is went 39 that, possessions in a row without scoring a touchdown. Is that bad? Look, I'm not saying, yes, Kyle, it's terrible.
1: All right, hold on. My <laughs> producer has some breaking news we need to discuss on the show.
0: Wow. Well, I, I thought we were going to end this podcast three times now. And now we're, five,
1: six. Breaking right
0: news. Okay. okay.
1: The Buffalo Bills were founded in nineteen sixty. Right?
0: Okay. Yep.
1: Right now, the Buffalo Bills have the sixth worst point differential in franchise history through nine games.
0: Okay. Is that how it? does
1: that make you feel? That's that's it?
0: Oh, I I mean I've seen the Bills have ne- way negative
1: there are negative way worse things one, you can say than that. Negative 145 point differential.
0: I don't have a problem with that.
1: Are they, do you think they will break the record? What's the record? They, 1971, they went 1-13, and negative 210.
0: Well, that's a 14-game schedule. Yeah. What? I guess it doesn't matter. What do you, Dude, what's they're, the they're math at, on this?
1: At, this? at this pace, they're going to break it in three games.
0: Josh Allen's coming back, Kyle. Bills are, oh, okay. The bills are a better offense when Josh Allen plays. I know it's crazy, but they are. I never thought I'd because, say that. It's
1: because he can run.
0: You yeah, and that, that matters. Of, uh, and he's not. At, and pocket. he he doesn't process quick enough to throw interceptions. So, <laughs> guy guys that he targets are usually pretty well separated.
1: Joe, trivia question for you as we sign off. All right. When's the last time the Buffalo Bills had a top ten offense?
0: Oh, uh, it's probably.
1: Need a they had a top
0: ten scoring offense like four years ago, but top ten what in yards?
1: In both yards and points,
0: they had both. uh I mean, When was Drew Drew Bledso's first year? Two thousand one. I'll say it's two thousand one.
1: Two thousand one, they were twenty seventh in points and thirteenth in yards. You weren't far off though. Nineteen
0: ninety eight. Oh, like Doug, okay. Flutie, Doug Flutie, Doug Rob Jared Johnson, Moulds, yeah, Travis Henry.
1: Um, no, Smith oh, is the leading rusher.
0: Oh, Antoine Smith. Yeah. Well, Jonathan Linton also in that backfield. Uh, I have no clue. I'm just Jay Reimers. I thought you had the stats up, man. Right, These are my guys.
1: Relax. Let's dial back. They scored 400 points that year, Joe.
0: Who had double digit touchdowns?
1: Here we are. I thought we we're trying to wrap up the
0: show. Well, you brought yeah, up, we up my 98 Bills, man.
1: Uh, double digit touchdowns. Nobody.
0: Wow. Just, was that the year they had right. like. Wait, wait—is this the year that they had like five different guys with more than fifty receptions? Because that was like a big deal. It was like Larry Centers, Jay Reimersma, Eric Molds, and Price, or something like that.
1: No, this was Molds had sixty-seven catches for thirteen hundred yards. Wow, and nine touchdowns. He averaged over twenty yards a catch in the year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number two receiver Andre Reed, sixty-three <laughs> catches for eight hundred yards and five touchdowns. Next best receiver was Kevin Williams with 29 catches.
0: Wow, those are the dudes, huh?
1: Anton Smith, 300 carries for 1,100 yards, 3.7 yards to carry. <laughs> Thurman Thomas was on the roster.
0: So this was that last year, Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas, Andre. They, they released them all on the same day.
1: How does that make you feel?
0: It was a weird day, brother. It was weird.
1: Well, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be a weird day on the show because we're doing a mock draft tomorrow, Joe. Yes, Draft Dudes. The rest of this week is dedicated to mock draft. We're going to do picks 10 through 12, 13 through twenty-two, twenty-three, 23, and then uh, the rest of the picks on Friday uh, while we are also going to be unlocked locked-on NFL draft. So make sure you hit subscribe on this show and that show to catch us all throughout the rest of the week. We're going to be entertaining all of your teams unless your team traded your first-round picks, in which case we can help you But the Draft Network can, so swing over and check out some of the great content that we have going up on there as well. Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast.